Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sareski. And she put the missing misdemeanor when she stole the beans from Lima. Tell me where in the world is... We are right here, coming to you live from our respective basements. Uh, we're not live. This is all recorded. But we hope that you are uh, checked out last week's episode about Champ, the Lake Champlain monster. Uh, but what have we got going this week, Ethan? This week on Uncle Monster... As in all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, me this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, ghost, or something like that. This week it's the Jersey Devil. And I've Ooh. done all kinds of research. You are coming in blind. You've done none of that research, and you know only what you came in knowing about the Jersey Devil, and I'm guessing that's not much. It is not much. So I'll be playing the role of audience surrogate. Asking all the questions that you, listener, want to know. So why don't we start out like this? Since you really don't know much about it, why don't you tell me, when you hear Jersey Devil, what do you think it is? Well, my first guess is that it is some sort of uh, gritty-style hockey monster. Oh. Uh, because of the Jersey Devils. Uh, A hockey team. Yes. Uh, and so I'm imagining that it is uh, maybe a mascot that is, uh, the suit is haunted. That's great. Uh, but then I realized probably they had the team name before they had the mascot. I was putting the cart before the horse on that one. So my next guess is that it is going to be uh, someone who uh, was uh, fired or lost their job when the Trump Taj Mahal closed, and now he lives underneath the uh, the boardwalk <laughs> and uh, kills uh, tourists. Kills tourists. <laughs> kills tourists. Yeah, okay, you sounded like there was more coming. Nope just uh, just a fired worker from a closed down casino in Atlantic City. No superpowers, just just a murderer. Uh, yeah, just, uh, and they call him the Jersey Devil. I like that. Any more guesses? Uh, it could be some sort of, uh, pumpkin-loving goblin. That's a good guess. I always think that's a good guess. Sooner or later, it's gonna be a pumpkin-loving goblin. That's... Just one goblin? That's all you think? Well, picture? yeah, it's the Jersey Devil. Oh, that's right. It's not right. a Jersey Devil, which that's sort right. of makes it less likely <laughs> but one of these weeks, it's going to be a... a we know pumpkin-loving goblins come in packs, and one of them plays the accordion. You know that. It's true, and they dance, and one wears the pumpkin like a helmet. Now, let me tell you something, Shibble. I am going to... I am going to tell you that those, those while good guesses, they're not, not correct. I might go as far as to call them great guesses. I, I would. I, first of all, I love the haunted uh, mascot uniform. That was great. Yeah, I'd watch that movie. Uh, Willie's Wonderland just came out, and that was about a haunted, like, uh, Arnie's. I don't know if you remember that in Connecticut. It was, like, one of those places kids play video games, and they have those animatronic uh, figures. Yeah. But they're all like a, demons. Like an evil Chuck E. Cheese. Evil Chuck E. Cheese, best way to put it. And that just came out, and uh, Nicolas Cage was in it and had no lines whatsoever. It was pretty uh, cool. 
I love a good Nick Cage. Yeah, he I was... love a bad Nick Cage. Give me that cage. <laughs> Any cage whatsoever. But the way I'd like to uh, introduce you to the actual Jersey Devil mm-hmm. is the way you learn best, Shibble. And what is that way? That is through narrative fiction. And why do you suppose <laughs> that is? It makes it uh, easier for me to concentrate because there's a through line. There's, there's a, I have a buy-in. Once I get on board with your protagonist... I'm all in, baby. Are you ready? Yes. Am I? Yes. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story Story time. Story time. The year is 1970. And you are riding high after the first season of your hit TV show, Wowed Fans All Over the Country. You're traveling along with your fellow cast members in your van to do a promo shoot in New York for your upcoming second season. You adjust adjust your thick-rimmed glasses and smooth your A-line skirt right as a lit cigarette glances off the side of your cheek. Got her, Freddy. God damn it, Daphne. Are you kidding me, you ask as you brush the ashes off the side of your face. Daphne laughs at her mean girl joke and leans lovingly into Fred Jones' arms. Fred pushes her violently aside and then delicately adjusts his ascot. You know what these costs, Daph. Don't be a cunt. Just be groovy. In fact, Fred is just incredibly gay and chafes at the idea of being touched by Daphne Blake. On the other hand, what he wouldn't give for a peek at Shaggy's hog. You are Velma Dinkley, the brains behind Mystery Incorporated and the most underappreciated actress on Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, Currently, you're stuck in the mystery machine with all of your castmates, and in real life, they weren't the gleeful chums they appeared to be on TV. Suddenly, Shaggy Rogers appeared out of a dense cloud of hash smoke in the back of the van. Hey, guys! Guys, I'm like 50% sure that I think Scoob's shit in the car again! Excellent detective work, Shaggy! exclaims Fred as he reaches back to pat Shaggy on the rear. Shaggy cocks his head but takes it in stride. Everyone groans at the thought of the large Great Dane leaving yet another deposit on the floor of the sweltering van. Fred grabs the old rolled-up Blue Boy magazine that he uses for disobedient Great Danes. The cover smacks as his fingers stick to the page. God damn it, Scooby! Bad dog! You're a goddamn bad... Oh, I'm sorry, Hendrix. You're a, uh, you're a B.A.D. dog. You're a B- <laughs> My dog is getting upset. You're a B.A.D. dog, Scoob. Fred yells as he leans back from the front seat. Fred strikes Scooby on the snout with a skin magazine until you wrench it from his grasp. It leaves a viscous residue on Scooby's snout. Enough, Fred. You have to walk him if you don't want him to shit all over. He's not a fucking cartoon. Daphne mocks your voice and repeats, You have to walk him if you don't want him to shit. Suddenly, there is an explosion outside, and the mystery machine skids out of control. It ping-pongs back and forth between lanes, narrowly missing an oncoming trailer. Fred shrieks a high-pitched harpy call, and everyone is thrown around in the back of the van. Daphne attempts to scream, but is thrown face-first into a pile of Great Dane shit that pushes past her lips and tongue into her mouth. You ascertain your bearings and immediately gather up a shaking Scooby. Scooby is a dog and, of course, doesn't really talk. The rest of the gang treats him like a stupid human. But you treat him as you should, like a smart dog. You calm him with pets and wubbies as the rest of the gang recovers. Daphne is hysterically crying, wiping dog shit from her face. 
smearing her makeup into a blend of feces and contour. She looks like a shit clown, and you feel she certainly deserves it between her bullying of you and relentless sexual harassment of poor Fred. Shaggy's bong is broken, but he seems all right. But Jinkies, what caused the crash? A police car pulls up and a sheriff exits. He is driving a New Jersey State police car as he figures you're still in the Garden State. The sheriff addresses the gang. What are y'all doing all the way out here in the Pine Barrens? Fred begins, First of all, your mustache makes you look like Tom Selleck. That's awesome. Let's get that out of the way. The sheriff bristles, Who the fuck wears an ascot? You step in front of the others before there's trouble and explain the crash. The sheriff warns you to leave immediately. Y'all better get on out of these here woods before it's too late. Ever since they discovered oil here, things have been getting worse. What's like been getting worse, man? You're high as shit. Zoinks! Shaggy excuses himself to pee to avoid the accusation and goes off into the nearby abandoned field. The sheriff readdresses the group. You must not know the story. Y'all are in the territory of the Jersey Devil. The thirteenth son of Mother Leeds. Better get out before he gets you. All of you. You thank the sheriff for the interesting info, your brain racing. You assure the sheriff you'll be gone as soon as you can, and he heads off, seemingly assuaged by the fact that you'll be gone soon. As the police car hurdles off, you make a discovery. Jinkies, you exclaim as you examine the tire of the mystery machine. The entire tire is slashed open by what looks to be a three-edged blade. You assemble the crew and discuss what could have done this. Maybe it's the Jersey Devil, says Fred. That's just some horseshit hick story, replies Daphne. One thing is for sure, you have a real-life mystery on your hands. Suddenly, the group hears a high-pitched roaring sound from the nearby field. Then a scream! What on earth could that be? Maybe it was a thing that ripped up their tire. They decide to check it out. Everyone gathers their flashlights and other mystery ink equipment, but where is Shaggy? They remember he had gone to the open field to pee and hurry up to get him. The group searches and calls for him. Suddenly, another scream. Daphne is yelling at the top of her lungs by an old pine tree. The rest of Mystery Inc. joins her. Shaggy is hanging from a branch. Limbs splayed apart like a grotesque marionette, with his stomach torn open. From the ragged wound, his intestines hang from his stomach to a pile on the ground, swaying in the wind. He is alive and tries desperately to form words. Jersey Devil! The group is devastated as Shaggy breathes his last. Scooby is blissfully unaware as he is a dog. He was never that fond of Shaggy as opposed to what the show would have you believe. Shaggy had played Red Rocket with Scooby and Scooby had never forgotten. This situation, however, was getting out of control. This was no TV show. This was a real mystery and a deadly one at that. And now another screaming roar. Everyone turned to see a figure emerging from the darkness. The creature is tremendous and has a goat head, hooves, and wings. It was the Jersey Devil. It flies toward them and the group begins to run. The devil reaches Fred first and impales his skull on one of its powerful claws. He bounces Fred up and down like a puppet before it pops off the claw and settles to the ground motionless. Fred's ascot is drenched in blood. Daphne screams, No! and jumps on the beast. She hammers at its genital area with her well-manicured fists. Scooby bites viciously at the monster's legs. 
You smartly swing the tire iron you brought from the van. It connects with the beast's head, and jinkies! The monster collapses! When the monster wakes up, it is tied up with mystery ink rope. You explain that this barren field that Shaggy found was actually a newly discovered oil field. In order to keep the oil for themselves, the locals had to frighten others from coming in buying up their land. So you reveal there is no real Jersey Devil. Scooby and a newly appreciative Daphne look on as you speak. In fact, the whole time the villain was, you rip off the beast's mask and reveal the sheriff. The sheriff replies, and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. Later on, the Pine Barrens police collect the evil sheriff and Shaggy and Fred's mutilated bodies. You, Daphne, and a shaken but resolved Scooby get back in the mystery machine and head off to your next adventure. Hopefully it would be fictional. Your van disappears over the horizon, but as you cross the Pine Barrens Bridge, a local spots something on top of your van. It is an eight-foot-tall beast with a horse head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs with cloven hooves, and a forked snake tail. It caught your scent in the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey and will now follow you wherever you go. You will never be safe again, Velma Dinkley, because you raised the ire of the Jersey Devil. Wow, what a twist. (laughs) What a twist. Oh, Henry. Do you know what the twist was going to be? What was it? it? Tell me. He was going to kill Scrappy in the end. Oh, okay. He was going to well, murder Scrappy viciously. Scrappy's a very controversial character. We're probably better off. Well, I thought people would be happy to see Scrappy murdered. Let me ask you. Who do you think was hotter? Do you think it was Velma or was it Daphne? Daphne? What? Do you, what? To me, I've heard people have this debate. To me, it's a false dichotomy. I think they're equally hot, but in different ways. Okay, explain. Well, I think, uh, you know, Daphne's uh, obviously pretty tall, pretty leggy. Right. Uh, but uh, Velma, I think she's got a few more curves going on to her, oh. if I could say that. And uh, I think the, the skirt with the knee-high socks is a very flirty, fun look. Especially it is. matches the big, chunky sweater. <laughs> and I'm, I'm always a sucker for a gal in glasses. That's an interesting take. I, you know, I guess they have their charms. They each have their charms. Uh, Daphne is more traditionally I think, beautiful. I think any of us would be lucky to get a date with either of them. I, that, I, I can agree with that. I'm ladies. with you 100%. Or with Fred, for that matter. No, Fred seems like he'd be great company. He can be a little bit spacey, but he really seems, you know, they all seem like just a great group of kids. I hope they're all doing well. <laughs> So, tell me more about this Jersey Devil. Yeah, well, is that it... wasn't enough? You're telling me you don't get it already? No, I. you know what? I think I might learn best in the form of narrative fiction, <laughs> but I learned second best in the form of Lectures. Uh, just exposition. Right, 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 right. Well, let's talk Jersey Devil. In New Jersey folklore, the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil. Is okay, a... so this is New Jersey. This is not Jersey in England. Excuse? It's New Jersey. It's yes. the New Jersey Devil. Yes, it's the New Jersey Jersey Devil. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up for our British listeners. Yeah, don't worry. 
This is in the New Jersey that's in America, not in your Jersey. Yeah, you yeah. guys are safe. Yeah, except from Spring Hill Jack. You're not safe from him. Yeah, and you said it was also known as the Leeds Devil? Yes. But it's not in the Leeds in England. No, also. Yeah. Leeds listeners, you're okay too. He's a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves, but there are variations. One common description is that of a bipedal kangaroo or wyvern-like creature. And for those oh. of uh, our listeners like me who did not know what a wyvern was... I can you... tell you what a wyvern oh, is. Oh, go ahead. A wyvern is kind of like a dragon, yep. except uh, it doesn't have arms. It just has hind legs and wings, and they're supposed to be dumber than a dragon. Bipedal winged dragon. You got it. The only thing he didn't hit was the tail ending in the diamond tip. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. And I think the sting from that tail might be poisonous. I, I, but in that might just be Dungeons and Dragons. Well, it, 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 why would they have the tail with the diamond tip if it wasn't useful in some way? It's true. Maybe just because it's cool, it looks dope. But the description we're going with, the most common description for the Jersey Devil is the one from the story. The horse head, leathery bat-like wings, small Tyrannosaurus arms with clawed hands... Legs with cloven hooves with fork tail. Fork tail. Okay. Cool. So it moves super quickly mm. and emits a high-pitched blood-curdling scream. Okay. The Jersey Devil often glows. Uh, like Just a, glows? Like a rave. Okay. And it Sounds can, good. And it can breathe fire or poison water with its breath. Both classic dragon characteristics, it says. Well, I mean, dragons love to breathe fire. But poison that water? Uh, sure, I'll buy it, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know what, if the well in town was poison, I might be like, it was a dragon. <laughs> it's certainly not that we've been uh, dumping bodies upriver. Um, I believe that when wells were poison, they blamed my people. I believe. It's, it certainly wasn't uh, a dragon gents. <laughs> that was uh, my friend uh, Yoshua. <laughs> now that's the Jersey Devil. That's what he looks like. Okay. You got a good, you got a good grip on the physical yeah. Jersey Devil. Yeah. yeah, he's horse head, leather wings, short arms, cloven tail, cloven hooves, split tail, breathes fire, toxic gas, moves. As fast as the Warner Brothers uh, Roadrunner. All right. And we will now move to the origin of the legend. Okay. According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, who is also known as Mother Leeds. Okay. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, a bad idea in general. And after yeah. finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, she cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. Well, let that be a lesson to you expectant mothers out there. <laughs> yeah, really. Do not say that your child is going to be the devil, because you might be right. In 1735, the 13th child was born as a normal child. Oh, okay. But quickly changed to a creature with hooves, the horse's head, the bat wings, and the fork tail. That would be really disturbing to see happen to your normal child. Yeah, that's worse. 
when when it comes out and you're like oh healthy apgar score 10 you know and then all of a sudden you know it's got bat wings yeah but i will say that also giving birth to something with a horse head and bat wings and cloven hooves would probably also be very traumatic i you know i'm not sure which situation i would want to be in but ideally neither i'd rather know right away yeah, but boy, that would be a freaky afternoon. Well, I'd and rather maybe see if it... I saw it happening gradually, I'd be like, okay, I can begin to process this. I can maybe go see some experts, figure out how I'm supposed to handle this. But if it was born like that, you'd probably see it through amniocentesis. It's and true, unless I was like uh, in 1735. <laughs> are you? What are you trying to say? They didn't have amniocentesis. Yeah. I mean, they probably did. They probably had some great ultrasound technology that involved just uh, putting a dolphin next to a pregnant woman's stomach. <laughs> and then and like inserting questions. metal things in her vagina and sprinkling witchcraft stuff all over her. The medicine was <sighs> so awful back then. Okay, so the kid was born as a normal child, changed into this monster, growling and screaming. It, quote-unquote, beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. Okay, so it was able to beat both its mother and its 12 siblings. I don't know if the siblings joined the fight. I, I'm pretty sure they wanted no part of Baby 13. Well, it said it beat everyone. Yeah, well, I, who knew it was in the room at that point? I mean, it could have been That's a priest. That's fair. Some of them might have fled. Yeah. Now, at what age did it change? Do you have any indication of that? Um, Yes, I do. It was still a baby. It was still an infant. I don't know wow. an exact age because the baby soon took to terrorizing the populace and eating children. Oof. Oof. Babies, babies eating babies, babies, man. That's what they always say about these kids today. Yep, babies eating babies. <laughs> in some <laughs> in some versions of the tale, Mother Lead That's was... why I vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting a stop to this. Doesn't that sound like something they would Babies eating babies. <laughs> babies. That's what they're doing now. <laughs> yeah. They're posting it on TikTok. You know what they're saying now is that Biden wants to uh, cut Americans' consumption of red meat by 90%, and he's just never said anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> just just out of whole they're just, cloth. They're just saying stuff now. Out of whole cloth. Because mostly Biden just isn't doing anything. So they're just, be, yeah. He wants, to ban, he wants to ban robots, too. Well, that I'm on board with. And flowers. Um, in some versions of this tale... Mother Leeds was a witch, and the child's father was the devil, which reminds you of what? Oh, boy. Uh, Rosemary's Baby? Uh, in a way, but I was thinking Stull Cemetery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil loves having a baby with a witch. Yeah, in these stories, it seems that way. Did So did Mother Leeds ever face any consequences for giving birth to the Jersey Devil? Uh, I didn't find that she did. Um, although probably beaten to death by Puritans. Yeah, I'm sure nothing good happened to her. I'm sure she was hung. All the as town a... was like, "Oh, you poor lady, your <laughs> baby is a devil." We're gonna we come need, together. She needs some help. It well, takes I brought a... over a tray of hot bake. It takes a village. We'll all help you. Um, the legend describes an attempt by clergymen to exorcise the creature from the barrens, um, mm. apparently unsuccessfully. Which brings us to the home base of the Jersey Devil, the Pine Barrens. Yeah, what's up with these? Do you want you want Jersey facts or Pine Barrens first? Ooh, uh, him. Let's break her up with a Jersey fact. 
New Jersey has its own volcano. Experts estimate that the Beamerville volcano went out about 440 million years ago. The, The real estate surrounding the volcano has become a hot commodity, and people have built houses all the way up the slope right to the summit. Boy, seems a little risky. It does, because can't those wake up? uh, Hypothetically. I mean, if you ever saw the movie Volcano, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Heche. Oh. Let me tell you, I watched that movie like six times one summer, because it was just always on cable, and I was just living in my mom's condo, just (laughs) bored. So it's like, oh, Volcano's on again. I know Volcano surprisingly well. It's not bad. Why would you watch it that many times? It was on. It was like two in the afternoon. I was like, oh, it's volcano. Oh my god! You could have watched like a judge show, like a yeah, I don't, Judge Millian. So judgy. <laughs> they are judgy. They're very judgy. Um, New Jersey facts number two: the four U.S. time zones were developed by a New Jersey railroad engineer. William Allen devised the time zones to help make train transportation more uniform. This occurred in 1883 following a rail accident. Two trains heading towards each other collided as the train guards had different times set on their watches. Ah. And then this yeah. one, this one you might find interesting. You are, um, I, to me, the person who knows the most about film I've ever met. I think you are a oh. genius of film. Thank you. Uh, the Great Train Robbery, the world's first narrative film, was shot in New Jersey mostly. The film used a number of innovative techniques, revolutionizing the industry. It was filmed in a variety of locations, including Essex County and along the Lackawanna Railroad. Well, there you go. Yeah. New Jersey, pushing the world forward. The facts are getting more positive each week. I do. It's funny, when you said Jersey facts, I thought you were going to tell me about, like, Wade Boggs' jersey just sold for (laughs) $50,000 at Christie's. That would have been really good, Jersey facts. Ah, well, next time. Oh, I kind of want to look up, like, what's an expensive jersey, because there are some jerseys that are selling for, like, millions of dollars. I'll I'll do it later. Oh, sure. Uh, like Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth jerseys, Warren jerseys. It's insane. Oh, I'm sure those are worth a pretty penny. Uh, Especially if they're in good condition. It, it doesn't even matter, the condition on game-worn yeah. game jerseys. The more banged up, the more game use they have. So it's even more attractive to buyers. That's fair. Um, I so, just mean like if it wasn't like it didn't get moldy from being in your grandma's attic or some shit. I, I, I really don't think they care at that point because they're so rare. That's fair. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, when there's one or two of something, I mean, yeah, you'd rather have the one without grandma's mold, but there's two, so. <laughs> now, speaking of beggars can't be choosers, I'm begging you to tell me about these pine barrens. Well, the Lenape tribes, uh, indigenous to the area, called the New, New Jersey Pine Barrens area Poposing, meaning place of the dragon. Pine, and, and if you remember before, uh, there are some traits of the uh, devil that are dragon-like. The yeah, f- such as its breaths. Yes, it's different uh, toxic and fire breaths. Uh, yeah. Also, Pine Barren residents are known, um, this doesn't sound nice, but they're known as pine rats or pineys. All right, that's fair. So are they like New Jersey swamp Yankees? Yes. Okay. Interestingly enough, apart from the Jersey Devil, other legends are also associated with the Pine Barrens. Would you like to know what else roams the Pine Barrens? 
Yeah, I mean, as long as we aren't going to have a spoiler for an upcoming episode. No, there's not enough there, trust me. Okay. The, what I'm giving you is the full episode of each. Okay. The ghost of the pirate Captain Kidd, who buried treasure in the Pine Barrens and is sometimes seen in the company of the Jersey Devil. Oh, good. He has a friend. That's nice. Isn't that nice? I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Buddy, the ghost of a pirate captain. Yep, captain Kidd and the Jersey yeah, Devil. Strange bedfellows. That sounds like a sitcom. Captain Kidd and the Jersey Devil. Yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, we also have the ghost of the Black Doctor. The benevolent spirit of an African-American doctor who, after being forbidden from practicing medicine due to his race, entered the Pine Barrens to practice medicine in the isolated communities and is said to still come to the aid of lost or injured travelers. Yeah, that's nice. How sweet is that story? That's a great story. There's I'm also... sorry that he was barred from practicing medicine, but I'm thankful that he didn't turn him against society and he's still out there helping people. Yeah, how sweet is it? In the end, he got to, he ended up practicing medicine forever and to grateful people who love him. Yeah. Thank you, the black doctor. We should probably figure out his name. That would be more respectful. Yeah. But you said this is all the info there is. Yeah, that's true. So Let's give him a name. No. Uh, the ghost of the black dog, which, unlike many black dog legends, is portrayed as harmless. So, what's the difference between that and just a black dog? Well, this one's a ghost, I thought. Yeah, but they're both harmless. I mean, how can you tell it's... which one's the ghost? If you Oh, if you go to pet it and your hand goes through it. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, it, it barks, but it sounds like it's far away. And it runs through <laughs> trees and leaves ectoplasm. <laughs> What is that bark? Woof! <laughs> good. That's how we know the difference. Very good. Uh, yeah. There's also the ghost of the golden-haired girl, the spirit of a girl who is said to be staring into the sea, dressed in white, mourning the loss of her lover at sea. Oh. It's like the woman in white story. Yeah. And last but not least, the white stag, a ghostly white deer said to rescue travelers in the barrens from danger. Boy, there's a lot of friendly and harmless supernatural phenomena in the Pine Barrens. Maybe they protect you from the Jersey Devil and Captain Kidd. Yeah, if it weren't for the Jersey Devil and Captain Kidd, I would say this would be a great place for uh, beginning ghost hunters to go. Yeah, well, there are also folktales concerning uh, the Blue Hole. An unusually clear and rounded body of water located in the barrens and often associated with the Jersey Devil. That's the last uh, of the supernatural parts of the barrens and notable parts. Okay, sounds good. Blue hole. Yeah, there's a blue hole that is very that's a, clear. That's a great name for a body of water. Yeah, the blue hole. That's the blue hole. Deep purple would have been a better name. That's true. It's a great so, band. Do we have any more... Uh... Jersey Devil facts? You have no idea. Oh, wait. wait Jersey, Jersey Devil, Devil facts, facts? New Jersey facts? You have to specify. Sorry. Uh, Jersey Devil, uh, where are we at? Are we up to fight night or we got more? No. Right now, we have to turn to the Leeds family. Mm, because, tell me about these other 12 siblings. Well, yeah. We, well, there was First, Thomas Redfeather. Um, prior to uh, the 1900s, the Jersey Devil was referred to the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds. Uh, they identified uh, another woman, Deborah Leeds, who could have been mm. Mother Leeds because she had 12 children. This is a real woman. And they lived in the Leeds Point section, commonly associated with the Jersey Devil story. Okay. Um, 
According to Brian Regal, a historian of science at Keene University, folk legends concerning religious and political disputes resulted in the modern popular legend of the Jersey Devil. So listen to this. uh, Colonial era political intrigue involving New Jersey politicians, Benjamin Franklin, and Franklin's rival almanac publisher, Daniel Leeds, resulted in the Leeds family being described as monsters. So... (laughs) Much. So is the Jersey Devil just slander created yes. by Benjamin Franklin? Kind, That's a theory? It's a theory. This is the theory. Um, so much like Mother Leeds, Daniel Leeds, the guy who ran the rival almanac, to, the guy Ben Franklin was like, you know, F you and your almanac. Uh, mm-hmm. His wife had given birth to nine children, a large number of kids for the time. And... Um, he had also acquired land within the Pine Barrens associated with the Jersey Devil, and they used astrological and occult content um, when they competed with the Poor Richard's Almanac, Benjamin Franklin's okay. Almanac. So the competition intensified in, in 1733 when Benjamin Franklin um, used astrology mockingly in his Almanac to predict Titan Leeds' death of this, in the same year. And Titan Leeds was, like, super offended. He's like, you're a fool and a liar. So Benjamin Franklin goes, well, you're a ghost. Because I said, I predicted your death and you died. Damn. <laughs> and Titan Leeds is like, Franklin no. I hates not. this fucking guy. He goes, I'm not a ghost. He goes, what do you... And he goes, no, no, you've been re- resurrected from your grave to haunt and torment me. And he referred to him as a ghost even after he actually died in 1738. He was like his ghost. So he just tortured this family. And um, they used their family crest, the Leeds family crest, on their almanac, which included a wyvern. Mm. So they have a connection to the Pine Barrens, a connection to the occult. Benjamin Franklin called them devils and ghosts. The mother had like almost 13 kids. And they've got a wyvern on their family crest, and everyone's like, well, that's where the Jersey Devil comes from. Well, I mean, it's possible. Or, it's possible that Mother Leeds did have a 13th kid. Benjamin Franklin was just trying to get the word out. Oh, I think, I, I no, I believe in a, I think, I think there could be a real Jersey Devil, Mother Leeds, 13th son. I just think it's funny to recount the story of Benjamin Franklin telling another guy, no, 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 you're dead. It doesn't matter what you say. You died three years yeah. ago. And also, I guess, putting so much effort into a Yo Mama joke. Yeah. I was just like, Yo Mama had a 13th kid that was the devil, you piece of shit. <laughs> that's an, that's one of the first Yo Mama jokes. Um, yeah. shall Benjamin we... Franklin loves inventing shit. He's, he's, he's funny. That's funny for back then, you know, like just to be like, yeah, it's funny for now. It's funny for now to just be like, I predict his death. And then when he doesn't die, he goes, yes, he did. He died. And that's his ghost. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny to that's, me. That's just, uh, that's one of his interns running his, uh, Twitter account for beyond the grave. Yeah, that's what he would say. So yeah. let's move on to reported encounters. Okay. Um, could you pull up your, uh, email? Yes, absolutely. Um, Ethan sent me a little bit of reading material here, but told me not to spoil it for myself. See, according to legend, while visiting the Hanover Millworks to inspect his cannonballs being forged, Commodore Stephen Decatur uh, sighted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect. 
That thing is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds Devil, according to the description, and it was born over in Eversham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There's no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around in Eversham Woods fifty years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen there were in all of South Jersey, but could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the adjoining counties that does not know of the Leeds Devil, and it was the bugaboo to frighten children with when I was a boy. So that's Commodore Stephen Decatur's uh, recount. But then, this one's crazy. Joseph Bonaparte, the elder brother of, yes, Napoleon... A very reputable source. Yeah, well, I mean... Big, high up in the French government. Yeah, so that... We all trust that. Um, He actually had a place in um, New Jersey. And he's claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his uh, Bordentown estate about 1820. And uh, Joseph, brother of Napoleon Bonaparte, said... One snowy afternoon, I was hunting alone in the woods near my house when I spotted some strange tracks on the ground. They looked ex- like the tracks of a two-footed donkey. I noticed that one foot was slightly larger than the other. The tracks ended abruptly, as if the creature had flown away. I stared at the tracks for a long moment, trying to figure out what the strange animal might be. At that moment, I heard a strange hissing noise. Turning, I found myself face to face with a large winged creature with a horse-like head and bird-like legs. Astonished and frightened, I froze and stared at the beast, forgetting that I was carrying a rifle. For a moment, neither of us moved. Then the creature hissed at me, beat its wings, and flew away. That was the account of Joseph Bonaparte. Well, there we go. That sounds very credible. That Well, I mean, those are pretty long accounts. I mean, they took the time to put it down, you know? Yeah, and when a, when a Bonaparte says something, you listen. Yeah, those little guys, you know, they got big stories. So, yeah, that sounds like very credible eyewitnesses. And then the Jersey Devil got down to business because during 1840, he was blamed for livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, accompanied by tracks in the screaming sounds. Uh, we're going to jump around a bit in Greenwich during 1925. A local farmer... Greenwich? England. Okay. He's in England. Oh, no, no, not England. I'm sorry. Greenwich, Connecticut. New Jersey? Greenwich, Connecticut? Greenwich, New Jersey. Where? In... Oh, boy. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing. Sorry. 
A local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens and then photographed... That sounds like Greenwich, New Jersey. And then, <laughs> and then photographed the corpse. Afterward, he claimed that none of 100 people he showed it to could identify it. Well, there you go. He's got if idiot... 100 people that a farmer in New Jersey knew couldn't figure it out. Hey, Jed, do you know what this is? Nope. <laughs> Hey, know what this is? Nope. That's a hundred. On July 27th, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes, seen by residents of Downington, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Pennsylvania Bulletin. Um, In 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description and claims of a corpse matching the jersey devil's description arose in 57 during the same year the merchants around camden offered a ten thousand dollar reward for the capture of the jersey devil even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured i would definitely go to the zoo that had the jersey devil in it i in a second now oh my god that'd be incredible what would you i mean would you feed it Oh, boy. I mean, if I had the opportunity. Do you think he'd be allowed to or no? I don't think so. Well, we haven't heard much about its combat capabilities. I guess it could breathe fire on me or poison any water that I was bringing with me. And that would be bad. No, I just mean like, you know that like when you put a quarter in and you get a cup of feed? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm worried about its safety. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice of you. No, no, I mean, how safe it would be for me. Oh, okay, like, well... Is, if I approach it, is it going to breathe fire on me or poison me? Well, I would think it would get Can domesticated after some time in the zoo. It's true. By that point, I would definitely wouldn't be one of the first guys there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be yeah. the first one. No. Not with the fire breathing. Now That said, if any of our listeners have captured cryptids <laughs> and want us to be the first to see them, please reach out to us. You can email us at UncleMonster.com podcast at gmail.com yeah and email us if you have cool stories of seeing ghosts or cryptids and weird stuff like that um that brings us to the biggest year for the jersey devil 1958 earlier think uh honus wagner is still playing okay 19 19 earlier all right 1909 during the week of January 16th through 23rd, 1909, newspapers of the time published hundreds, hundreds, Shibble, of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over the state. Among, okay. among alleged encounters publicized that week were claims the creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights oh, and a social club in Camden. A social club in Camden? Can you picture it bursting into a social club? I can. <laughs> and I imagine it would be quite the ruckus. Do you picture it dressed up or just naked? No, it's still nude. Oh. It's still very nude. Is it well and down? I mean, uh, no. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I feel like no, too, just based on the animals it's made out of. So Embarrassingly that- so? Uh, I mean, I've I've got to feel like disproportionate. Oh, I feel like it's gonna be like oh, yeah. Well, we got to remember that for the Kenneth Love section. 
Other, yeah. other reports initially concerned unidentified footprints in the snow, but soon sightings of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were being reported throughout South, South Jersey and as far away as Delaware and Western Maryland. Hmm. Vigilante groups and groups of hunters roamed the pines and countryside in search of the devil. During this period, it is rumored that the... It is not rumored, I read this. The Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. The offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. All right. Good good try, fellas. <laughs> Poor kangaroo. I mean, yeah, that maybe it was already dead. What? Maybe no, it wasn't. Like... It was alive. That was the whole point. Ah, uh, well. How could you believably in 1909 glue wings to a kangaroo and say it's the jersey devil i mean i will say at that point i think we're still in the era of great fake carnival attractions oh yeah like the uh you know the monkey that had its uh sewed onto a fish to make a, a mermaid or my personal favorite the pig lady which would just be a shaved bear in a dress what yeah, they'd call it the pig lady. Why? What did it have to do with a pig or a lady? It just looked, when you shave a bear and put it in a dress, to them, it just looked like a horribly freakish lady that would walk around looking like a freak. Did it? Does Have you ever seen it? No. I have never seen that pig lady. I'll wait if you want to Google it. Ah, well, Google see. it. I'll go through cultural re- relevance. We're almost done with, with uh, we're almost to okay. Canada Love. So, folklorist Richard Dorson outlines the six-point criteria for legendary creatures. We're in cultural relevance. Um, Dorson specifies the qualifier must exist in oral tradition, inspire belief and conviction, become personalized and institutionalized, is fanciful and mythical, and contains a comical side, which endears it to the American public. So, uh, he does say that this is a legendary creature of American folklore. Oral tradition of the devil predates printed accounts, and belief in his in the existence is still ongoing and strong. Likewise, it is a namesake for two professional ice hockey teams. One, the New Jersey Devils, has played in the NHL since 1982, very successfully. This same trend is further exemplified by the Jersey Devils' appropriation in toy lines, such as his inclusion as a vinyl figure in Cryptozoic Entertainment's Cryptkin's Blind Box. We should do an unboxing. Uh, unboxing! Cryptkin's. No. I mean, I do like the idea of Cryptkin's. Cryptkin's! I got delish okay, I, donut! <laughs> I got distracted by looking at this picture of a shaved bear. Uh, it really looks fucked up. Does it look like a pretty uh, lady? No. It, it doesn't look like a, either a p- pretty lady or a pig-faced lady. It just... And it's not in a dress in this picture. It appears to just be a shaved bear. Boy, it looks weird. In a dress? Would it look, look like at, a lady? I'm just... I'm going to drop a link in the chat real quick so you can take a look at this bad boy. Let's... Oh, Jesus Christ. What'd yeah, they call it? it didn't a look pig like lady? what you thought it was going to look like. They called it, it a pig lady? They call that a pig. That's a squonk. And you see it. Imagine that wearing like a sundress and like walking, still walking around on all fours and like knocking over a bowl of. That's a shaved 
just eating. That's rare a shaved bear. Meat. That is a. Uh, it is a bear lacking hair. Is my guess. Oh, that is. Shaved or if it lost it because of. Some we'll sort put of that on Instagram. Condition. We'll put that on Instagram for everyone. I promise. Oh boy, shaved bear. That's awful, lady. Okay, so uh, and we'll do a Kripkins unboxing um, for Patreon. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. So, with that, yes, all of that sounds crazy. Very crazy. But can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad. But it's not so bad It might sound crazy But can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight It's so romantic This might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? Can it love, Shibble? I don't know. I don't know, Shibble. I saw no evidence of empathy or compassion, nor did I see it as a trusting beast. Without compassion, empathy, and trust, what sort of relationship could one really have with the Jersey Devil? I also think there's only one, so it doesn't have a species mate, so it may be lonely, but it seems to take feelings like lonely and translate them to murder. It doesn't express its emotions in a healthy manner, in my opinion. Also, if it really is the cursed demon baby of motherly eads, then I'm sure all it does is crave love. Its own mother cursed it, made it into a wyvern kangaroo nightmare, and abandoned it to survive on livestock and stolen babies, just because she was tired of having kids. The Jersey Devil may be searching for a mommy. Of course, this dynamic may further complicate the relationship struggles. You don't want it searching for a mother figure in like a Jersey Devilette. That's not the foundation on which you want to build your cryptid relationship, in my opinion. Okay. So you're saying that it might be... uh, You might have the capacity for love, but it's not in the emotional state for a relationship. Exactly. I, I I think that it may want it love. I don't know if it someone to fix him. I don't know if he knows how to love. That's fair. He may want love, but I don't know if he knows how. So then I'm gonna say that a date with the Jersey Devil is going to be uh you are going to meet at a bar and it's slightly too loud to have a conversation. Right. And so it just is, at best, awkward the whole night. And also you order a beer that you're not familiar with, and it doesn't taste good. It's one of those ones that tastes like soy sauce. Like an IPA? No, like one of those like black beers oh. that they like, serve to you in a goblet. <laughs> you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't ordered this. <laughs> like you're a king? Yeah, and like you can't, you don't want a full pint of this because it is gross as shit. <laughs> That's how you... That's what your date with the Jersey Devil is going to be like. But, can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? Can it fuck? See, what I always do first 
to find out if something can fuck is find out if people want to fuck it. And the best way to do that is to look for erotica. Fair enough. Uh, if What'd you'll, you find? If you'll pull up your uh, second part of your email. Oh, good. Yes. Um, I found um, Monstergasm, Ravished by the Jersey Devil by Fanny Tucker. I'm going to read um, the quick little uh, synopsis, and I'd like you to read the warnings. Okay. Uh, Monstergasm, Ravaged by the Jersey Devil by Fanny Tucker. Soon a fun trip becomes a nightmare when Valerie learns that the Jersey Devil is all too real, a monster hell-bent on murdering those who trespass in his domain. But despite the Devil's horrifying appearance, he has the same desires as any man, and Valerie must make a terrible choice between her innocence and the lives of her friends. Warning! This 7,300-word story contains explicit adult content, including an innocent young woman dominated and deflowered by a mythical winged alpha monster. That's a real warning. Then we have Naked with the New Jersey Devil by Honey Cummings. And then we have The Paranormal Files, Jacking Off the Jersey Devil by Jenna Powers, in which Agent Susan Davies gets a new partner. Their first adventure takes a look into the case of the Jersey Devil. Well written. The two are stranded in the forest when the Jersey Devil strikes and captures Susan. Her training is now useless, and in this strange case, she learns that jacking off the Jersey Devil may be her best chance at escaping. But is it truly all the Beast wants? Warning! This 10,200-word explicit story contains sex with a Jersey Devil and features oral sex, anal sex, vaginal sex, and even double penetration using the monster's forked tail. I can't believe they put those warnings in and they're, they're serious. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that they did, though. Why? In a sense, I'm glad. That would stop you from reading it? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, wow. I didn't it know they were going to use the, the tail. the people who don't want to read it from reading it. Who? I might give it a whirl. Would you? Would you read? Do you ever read like cryptid uh, um, erotica? You ever tried it? Uh, no. But hey, I I I enjoy researching cryptids. Do you ever? I don't think I would jack off to it. Do you ever read erotica? No, not very much. I used, I have a couple of erotic comics that I like for for uh, pleasure. I mean, oh, you mean for jacking off? Well, I. For pleasure is what I meant, but yes. Oh, no, I read them for work. It's very important. <laughs> I used to, there was a site called Literotica, and I actually found it quite entertaining to read people's erotic stories. No, that's fair. Yeah, some of them were very well written, very good. No, there are a lot of great authors out there, a lot of great authors out there uh, writing erotic fan fiction. It's a genre that doesn't get the respect that it deserves. Well, there's so many amazing authors that don't get the credit they deserve that are out there, and you just got to go find them, you know? And um, it could be Jenna Powers, Honey Cummings, or Fanny Tucker, you know? Don't let us stop you from checking out Jacking Off the Jersey Devil. <laughs> no, if it sounds... Hey, we recommend... Following your heart, baby. So after... That's all we want you to do with Uncle Mark. Follow your heart. <laughs> and look at naked uh shaven bears that's the other thing we want you to do um it's fight night
fight! I'm sorry, I just wanted to do a very abrupt transition on that for some reason. That's fine. I went with it. I, there's no problem with an abrupt uh, transition here. So, what are we thinking for Shaxx? Well, first, give me give me the tail of the tape on this Jersey Devil. I don't have it. Okay, well, we know he's what? He's he's tall. He's extraordinarily tall. Um, he's. I added the eight foot tall. Okay, he might be short. <laughs> he's, he's, um... He's got a horse head. He's let me go back to the beginning. He's he's, he's got, got a horse head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, tyrannosaurus small arms with clawed hands, got claws, legs okay. with cloven hooves and a forked tail. And he's fast. Very so fast, blood-curdling scream, glow fire breath, glows fire breath and poison water breath. Okay. If it weren't for the fire breath, I would say one shack. Yeah, but how much fire can come out of it? It's not like Drogon. It's not Game of Thrones style. Not that you know no, what that means. No, but let's say that if it... As much as it could exhale. So, like... Let's say, like, three seconds at a time. Yeah, but if it's the head is the size of my dog's head, how much fire is going to come out? Like, not enough to really bother me. But I'm going to say enough that if you're a shack and you're in a fist fight with it, that's going to be enough to keep you away. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to keep you on your And tongue. possibly burn you, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say you're going to need two shacks. One's going to act as a distraction. The other one jumps on it from behind. Because we haven't heard anything about it being particularly intelligent. Oh, so one shack would be like, have you ever seen a shaved bear? And, and it would walk up to him and yeah. be like, what? You know, and it would start breathing fire and the other shack would sneak up behind him. Yeah. Here, let me just do a quick Google image search for <laughs> pig lady bear. Have you ever... Check this out. Have you ever read Jackin' Off the Jersey Devil? You lived it. Agent Susan Davies gets a new partner. <laughs> All right, so let's go with two shacks. Two shacks? I... I yeah, depending on the size, too. If it's smaller, one. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. If it's, like, under five feet, one. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm with you there. So let's go to the New Jersey Devil versus five of the New Jersey Devils in full gear. Okay. Are they on the ice? No. Okay. I'm going to say their skates are going to give them a little bit of a disadvantage. Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be horrible. Uh, but I'm going to say their hockey sticks are going to give them a distinct advantage. So I'm going to put this one on the Jersey Devils. I disagree. I think the, the Jersey Devil, it, I, how are they going to, they're not even mobile with, with skates on, it, you know, <laughs> they're just like, they're just like falling everywhere well, with hockey sticks. And meanwhile, there's fire being breathed on them from above and like metal claws being driven through their faces. The thing is, I don't think the fire has a very good range. Uh, yeah. Establishing a fight with Shaq, that that's... Right. You know. That's limited. Uh, and I think what does it for me is those tiny arms versus the range that a hockey, hockey stick, stick is going to give you. I think it's not going to be able to close the gap very effectively. Okay, I'll give you that one. Number three, the Jersey Devil versus the Devil and Miss Jones. Uh, oh, okay. 
the feature length film about that's a pornography. Yes, yes, it is a yes. The fe- and... the feature length film that's a pornography. <laughs> is that how you identify? It? There's plenty of movies you can identify like that, you know. No, for a second I was thinking of Devil in a Blue Dress starring Denzel Washington, and I was like, well, I didn't see that. I've never seen that, but I do like Fallen, where he fights the demon Azazel. Oh, Fallen's great. That needs a shout-out, guys. Watch Fallen with Denzel. The Devil and Ms. Jones, as I recall, for people who haven't seen The Devil and Ms. Jones, it has one of the most wild plots I can remember in that uh, not a lot of pornography is open with the main character committing suicide. Uh, it turns out that if you commit suicide in the world of the devil and Miss Jones, you go to hell. So Miss Jones is there with St. Peter, played by uh, famous big dick haver John Holmes. <laughs> famous big and, dick haver. Yeah, he's got. That's what he's famous for. Yeah. I would have said famous porn actor, but I that you you actually nail it down tighter. So uh, Saint Peter uh, says, you know, it's the rule when you commit suicide to go to hell. And Miss Jones is like, but I was so pious my whole life. I was, you know, completely without sin up until that moment. And so Saint Peter's like, okay, you know what I'll do? I'll give you a little break. You can have like a week where you can have whatever you want, and then after that you have to go to hell. And so Miss Jones is like, well, my whole life I was good. So now that it doesn't matter, I'm going to hell. Anyway, I want to spend this week just getting laid. Just fucking nonstop doing the nasty. And so St. Peter's like, okay, uh, you got it. And then uh, she has her week of uh, being, uh, uh, getting, getting nasty, doing that freaky stuff. Being sexually and, free. Yeah. Yeah, getting it any which way she can, any which way she wants, anytime. And then uh, her hell after that is to forever be horny and never get laid again. Oh. The end. What a twist. You know, it, it's pretty good for you know, when you think of the plot of the movies now. No, it's not bad. Uh, I'm going to say that I don't know. So who is who is the Jersey Devil fighting in this situation? Miss Jones? Yes. Horniness? Is he fighting the concept of horniness? Yes, he's fighting the devil in Miss Jones. He's fighting the urge. Okay, so, yeah, I'm going to say the Jersey Devil can resist the urge to bone. Very good. Very good. Yeah, we figured that one out, folks. We got there. The Jersey Devil versus She-Ra. Ooh, She-Ra is a princess of power. She-Ra all the way. Correct. There's there's no other No matter which generation. The modern reboot, the original, both crushing it. The Jersey Devil versus Greta Thunberg, but Greta gets to speak to it uninterrupted for five minutes first. Boy, she is a convincing speaker if you already sort of agree with her. You don't think she's convincing even if you don't? From what I've seen, people who disagree with her... No one's convincing anyone of anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I, but but like if I've you have an honest... someone change their mind. If you're intellectually so, honest, she's persuasive. But if you're not, then no. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think people are just... No one is in a space to listen anymore, you know? Right, right. But, so, with that said, I think I think the Jersey Devil's got her. I'm sad to say. We'll be losing a great climate activist. Oh, my God. This one. <laughs> 
I, I don't think she's going to be able to talk him out of his murderous impulse. Last but not least, we have the Jersey Devil versus three Vegas magician with dyed jet black goatees. Ooh. God. These guys, they are gonna, about to get mind freaked. They are donezo. Are they? Because they know some tricks. They can levitate and do card tricks. Yeah, and they, you know, I just feel like he's going to cut right through all that. He's just going to, with his super speed, dash up and they'll be like setting up their props. Yeah, you know? they take too long to set up. There. Yeah, they wouldn't be ready. Yeah, they're not ready for what the Jersey Devil's bringing. You know what's weird? The more I think about it, the more I think magicians were better when it was like a guy in a tuxedo. It's not. I wish it went back. It's to not. That. Oh, you mean like now we have like these super hip, like mind freak, like yeah. Now we have like mall goths, yeah. who are, like, <laughs> freezing themselves in a block of ice, and you're like, okay. Now we have I'd illusionists. Much be a guy with like a white tie and tails, yeah. Who's like producing doves, and you're like, shit, what those doves? Was David Copperfield the last of the real magicians? Um. I would say... Uh, no, he was an illusionist, uh, too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's still guys out there. I feel like just the new generation isn't doing that. No. And they annoy me. And they're arrogant and weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care for them. Okay. So, you want to try one more? Or are you done? Yes. Hit me with the last one. I don't want to go out on the negative dissing stage magicians. Yes. Because they do a good job work. and they entertain people and we support them. Um, You're just corny as shit. Yes. You just go see a stylist. Yes. And stop dyeing the goatees. Um, we have the Jersey Devil versus uh, another Jersey staple, the cast of the Jersey Shore. Okay. So, you got... The situation. Which one is he? Oh, he? oh, wow. The dog doesn't like the situation. He must have heard his situation. set at the Donald Trump roast. Yeah. Okay. We got. Uh, he has the abdominal Snooki. muscles, right? The situation. I think he has definitely got some abdominal muscles. Right. But I think most of them do. Very impressive. And I think I've run out of Jersey. DJ Pauly D. I'm familiar with. Hmm? DJ Pauly D is a DJ. Oh, DJ Pauly D. Okay. I bet that sounds like one of their names. And Snooky. Snooky, Snooky, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put this one. You know what? Jersey Shore. Are they Are they in the Pine Barrens or are they on the shore? Pine Barrens. That's going to be Pine Barrens and the Jersey Devil's got them. Jersey it's Devil the has them either there. way. Yeah, fair enough. I don't want to say you can take down the Jersey Shore on the Jersey Shore. I feel like that's disrespectful. I'm glad we didn't have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're comfortable with it. That was Fight Night! Well, boy. <laughs> boy, that scared the bejesus out of me. But can you tell me, Ethan, is the Jersey Devil real? Is real? Check it, Bavakasha. Hey! hey. Uh, is it real? <laughs> The fact that you continue to do that make, brings me so much joy. Um, to our listeners, is it real? Is real? Sheket Vavakasha. That's Hebrew. So it makes sense. And it's super fucking weird. Um, now, is it real? Yes and no, as always. In cryptozoology, the Jersey Devil is one of those weird creatures that many investigators, quote unquote, re uh, prefer to actually ignore. Uh, mm. When it is 
thought to be an undiscovered species of animal, it is generally classified as a living pterodactyl. Perhaps a genus similar to the Dimorphodon. Okay. It is also thought to have a connection with the Montauk monster, which we won't go into. Um, Fair enough. However... Save that one for another day. Yeah, well, that one could be... You never know. We could have an episode. Um, Skeptics believe the Jersey Devil to be the byproduct of the historical disdain for the Leeds family, uh, Benjamin Franklin-induced, the misidentification of known animals, and rumors based on common negative perceptions of the Pineys. Okay. They're like travelers, kind of, you know, in that way, that they have a lot of negative thoughts about them in the area. Yeah, yeah, they're they're hill folk of some sort. The frightening reputation of the Pine Barrens may indeed have contributed to the Jersey Devil legend. Historically, the Barrens were considered inhospitable land. Gangs of highwaymen, such as the politically disdained loyalist brigands known as the Pine Robbers, were known to rob and attack travelers passing through the Barrens. During the 17 and 1800s, residents of the isolated Pine Barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society. Yep. So so-called Pineys uh, fostered certain frightening stories about themselves and the barons to discourage outsiders or intruders from entering. And then, this is weird, Pineys were further demonized and vilified after two eugenics studies during the early... Yes. Th- this, that's always horrible. During the early 20th century, which depicted Pineys as congenital idiots and criminals, which is, of course, now considered <laughs> biased inaccurate and falsified god these pineys they can't get a break whenever you hear eugenics you just cringe yeah that's like oh boy here we go anytime and 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 it's silly because today people still bring up the size of brains in different you know ethnic groups and it's it's just you're so goddamn stupid jesus christ uh, on another note, Jeff Brunner of the Human, uh, Humane Society in New Jersey thinks that, <laughs> this is the second time, the Sandhill Crane is the basis of the Jersey Devil stories. Could be. It could be another Sandhill Crane, just like the moth. <laughs> another Sandhill Crane. Out- this motherfucker, we gotta do an episode about Sandhill Cranes at this point. It, maybe it just is, like, murderous Sandhill Cranes everywhere. Maybe they're just really bad birds. Uh, outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. He recounts occasions when terrified hikers mistook him for the Jersey Devil uh, after he covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the people might, that might cause some confusion when they cover, come across a man covered entirely in mud. And, of course, we have a few known hoaxes uh, to finish off here. The Encyclopedia of Hoaxes noted that the alleged footprints of the devil from 1909 resembled a horse's hoof, and a man later admitted to faking these footprints. More interestingly, Norman Jeffries, publicist for Philadelphia's Art Street Museum and renowned hoaxer, was well aware of the Jersey Devil. So when the museum's proprietor, T.F. Hopkins, Admitted that it was in danger of closure, the publicist decided that a captive Jersey Devil would be the ideal crowd puller. He also planted non-fictional newspaper stories about sightings of the devil. So he purchased a kangaroo from a circus, and he's the one who attached artificial claws and bat wings onto it with glue. They declared to the public they had captured the devil, and it was displayed at the museum for years where people came to see it. 
20 years later, he admitted to the hoax. Wow. That's nuts, right? That's nuts. You should not be gluing things to kangaroos. Yeah, it's just... And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. No, I think you should say that again. I think people need to know that. You should not be gluing things to kangaroos. You need to don't 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 don't, you know, undersell that. It's true. Don't glue things to kangaroos, folks. If we have one message for you here today. Don't glue things to kangaroos. Good, thank you. And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle That's Monster. That's what that is. I see it. Oh, buddy, and did did you say you had a couple movie recommendations for us this week? Yeah! <laughs> I was, um... Did you guys ever see this one? Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty scary. Uh, it's called, uh, this one's, it's called Dagon. What? It's called Dagon, and it's by Stuart Gordon. <laughs> the director also if you like this week's monster maybe you should check out the films of kevin smith <laughs> they all take place in new jersey <laughs> can i try boy those sound great can i try yeah hi i'm uncle hey. monster too how are you shibble boy I'm doing great. Have you ever seen Turkish Star Wars? Whoo, not in an age. It's called something Danyayi Adam in Turkish. And it's called The Man Who Saved the World is the direct translation. And it's got a guy on a camel and he's in the sand. But then they intersperse it with real pictures from Star Wars and somehow make a story. It's a great watch. Got it. Real pictures from Star Wars. Uncle Monster! Thanks, buddy. And thanks, everybody, for listening this week. And every other week. And thank you uh, for uh, subscribing and liking and sharing. And rating. And and rating and commenting and following us on our social media uh, presences, which are... Instagram, Uncle Monster 6. Twitter, Uncle Monster 6. Patreon, Uncle Monster 6. Facebook, Uncle Monster 6. So there we go. Was that it? I was, no, no, I, I, I just, I paused because I was like, there must be another one, but I think those are the main ones. Yeah, if you need something else, just shoot us a message. Yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're available. Shit. My, uh, <laughs> my name is uh, Chris Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Chris the Friend. I still don't have my own, so uh, you can always send me a message at Chris the Friend. And uh, we'll, until next time... <gasps> don't, don't get, get spooked! spooked.